Welcome to Through the Bible with Pastor Michael, a podcast from First Baptist Church in Mustang, Oklahoma. Here's Pastor Michael. All right, today we are reading Leviticus 5 through 8, along with the ending of Proverbs 14. Uh, So let's get to our observations today from Leviticus uh, 5 through 8. Number one, uh, God provides atonement for sin. Don't don't miss this very obvious uh, observation. Uh, Chapter 5, verse 6, The priest shall make atonement for him for his sin. Uh, Chapter 6, verse 7, He shall be forgiven for any of the things that one may do and thereby become guilty. Uh, So one of the things we notice and observe here in our reading through Leviticus is that God provides atonement. Number two, the people are to provide offerings for sins they commit, and they are to restore what was stolen. Uh, We see that in chapter 6, verse 5. Or anything about which he has sworn falsely, he shall restore it in full and shall add a fifth to it. Uh, They were to... Uh, confess their sin uh, here at the beginning of chapter 6 if they deceived their neighbor in a matter of deposit or security or verse 3 if they found something lost and lied about it uh, they were to make that right uh, and they were to restore what was stolen again just just bringing home the point to us that God wants his people to live holy lives Uh, Even if all other nations lived differently, God's people were to live in a way that showed Christ uh, or showed that that God was um, their their father. As New Testament believers, of course, the Bible says that we are um, a holy nation, a royal priesthood. Uh, And so today, as New Testament Christians, we are to show that Christ is our Savior and so we still want to live today, as they did back in the Old Testament days, showing that we are separated from the world and that we belong to the Lord. Uh, number three, the fire on the altar was to burn continually, showing that God is always ready to forgive and receive confession of sin. We see this in chapter 6, verse 13. The fire shall be kept burning on the altar continually, and it shall not go out. Um, and that picture for them showed that God was continually ready to forgive uh, and to receive their confession of sin. Fourthly, obedience to the Lord is described as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. We see that in the reading today. Uh, and I, I think it's an important observation, again, just to remind us, as something that we've seen already in our readings, that there is a kind of worship that is pleasing to the Lord, and there is a kind of worship that is not pleasing to the Lord. And we want to make sure uh, that our worship would be a pleasing aroma to the Lord, that He would um, be satisfied with our heart, with our obedience, and with our faith as we approach Him and worship. And then uh, we see, uh, fifthly, an observation that being a priest involved total commitment to obey the Lord. We see that at the very end of our reading today in chapter 8, in verse 35, 
At the entrance of the tent of meeting you shall remain day and night for seven days, performing what the Lord has charged, so that you do not die. For so I have commanded. Verse 36, Aaron and the sons did all the things the Lord had commanded by Moses. Uh, so being a priest involved total commitment to the Lord. Um, and, and they were not to take their responsibility lightly. So what does that mean for us? What are some applications for us that we can take from this today? Number one, thank the Lord that in Christ he has provided a once-for-all sacrifice. This is one of the things I think that should be on the forefront of your mind as you read through um, the, the book of Leviticus to, to see how in the Old Testament they had these sacrifices and they had to do them continually because none of them could perfectly take away sin. That points ultimately to the fulfillment of Christ, who is that once-for-all sacrifice. So as you're reading Leviticus, what it should be doing in your heart every day is causing you to say, Thank you, God, for sending your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the once-for-all sacrifice for our sins. Number two, thank the Lord for the gift of forgiveness. I think sometimes we take lightly this gift. The Lord did not have to forgive us. The Lord could have chosen to forever hold our sin against us, but in grace, He does not. He provides a way for forgiveness. And as you read that in Leviticus today, stop and just thank God that He's made a way for sinners to be made right with God. In Genesis, Adam and Eve sinned. And in Genesis 3, verse 15, uh, there's the promise of a Redeemer. Later on in that chapter, God Himself provides coverings for Adam and Eve. The laws given in Exodus, in Leviticus, we read about how God has forgiven us um, and how we are to approach Him uh, through confession of sins and offering for our sins. And of course, in Christ, uh, we see the full expression of God's grace on the cross as He pays for our sins. Number three, thank the Lord for your freedom of access to the throne of grace at all times. Really is a marvelous thing that wherever you are, anywhere, anytime, as a believer, you have immediate access to uh, the throne of God. Um, when you are convicted of sin, you can confess that immediately. Uh, when you realize you've done something wrong, what, intentionally or unintentionally, uh, as we talked about yesterday, sins of commission or sins of omission, that you have immediate access to God uh, for the gift of forgiveness. Number four, serving God's people is something to never regard lightly. We saw that, again, it described the priests, that they had to do certain things so they would not die. Well, what that tells us is that God takes seriously the role of those who are interceding for God's people, for those who are leading God's people, for those who are uh, in spiritual um, places of leadership or shepherding God's people. And so we can never regard that lightly. The character of God is unchanged. In the Old Testament, He took seriously those who were responsible uh, to lead His people. In the New Testament, we have pastors and elders and overseers and shepherds, and the same thing is true. 
uh, in the family. We have fathers and mothers who are to shepherd their children. And wherever you have spiritual leadership, uh, you have a role that must be taken seriously and never regarded lightly. A fifth application, we must continually strive to obey all the Lord has commanded us. I think I mentioned this a couple of days ago, but one of the things I'm doing as I read through the Bible this year is I'm highlighting here in the Old Testament every time it says that they did something as the Lord commanded, or as in today's reading, as the Lord commanded Moses. Uh, because I want my mind to be drawn to the importance of continual obedience. Uh, that, that obedience to the Lord is not something we do uh, just occasionally, not something we do just when it's convenient or easy, but we are to continually strive by, by the power of the Spirit, uh, through the Word of God, uh, in the grace of God, to obey all the Lord has commanded us. You know, one of the things that sometimes people tend to do is they get comfortable in their disobedience. Um, there are there are sins that are that are tolerable to believers sometimes. Uh, certain sins we just don't take that seriously. Well, one of the things you see when you read the book of Leviticus is God takes sin very seriously, and because He does, we must also, and we must approach God on His terms, seeking His grace and His forgiveness. And if we don't take sin seriously, uh, then we are living life very differently than than how the Lord would desire us to. And then finally, we finish Proverbs 14, uh, verses 18 to 35. Um, and my summary of it, of it says this, The fear of the Lord brings confidence and life and is a shelter for your children. You know, it's amazing. Uh, moms and dads want to provide a lot of things for their kids. They want to provide education. They want to provide opportunities in sports. They want to provide um, a house. They want to provide um, uh, an inheritance, whatever it may be. But if you really want to provide something great for your children, uh, we would be wise to consider the words here of Proverbs 14. Um, that tells us, in the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence and his children will have a refuge. And the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. When we see God the way that we should, life really opens up for us. And the greatest thing you can give your children is to raise them in a home where the family loves the Lord, obeys his word, builds their life around the centrality of His Word, where sin is confessed, where uh, God is revered. And, and today, uh, we want to make sure that, that our children know that our God is a God that we take refuge in. We run to Him. We trust in Him. When we view God the right way, we begin to see ourselves the right way. And now we're freed up to not live man-centered lives, which leads to disaster, but instead to live God-centered lives that leads us to a place of confidence and security and true life. All right, enjoy reading Leviticus 5 through 8. Pray it's a blessing for you today.